Welcome to Stories in Ink, a new podcast with Empty Can Productions. I'm your host, Spencer Kennard. Um, I've been pretty busy myself, and with that, um, obviously, like different projects are not necessarily being um, done quite as frequently as I would like them to. Um, but hopefully, you know, here at Stories and Ink, we're able to get on a more regular uh, release schedule. Um, there's just been a couple different things that have caused, uh, just kind of prevented that. But um, yeah, with that being said, everything should start to get more more frequent here in the ne- for the rest of the year. Um, that being said, joining me tonight, as always, is the founder of Empty Cam Productions, the man behind the curtain, the dashing Jersey Devil, the man who can sling a beer, mix a drink, and direct the whole shot, my friend, Jesse Lustani. Jesse, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How have you been? Oh, I've just been working, working, working. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I get that, man. Course. Same over here. Yeah, yeah. How's uh, how's the writing? How's everything? Uh, Jesse makes a movie. It's going, going well. It's going well. I uh, decided to take the whole thing into a new, different direction, more horror uh, comedy now. So I'm excited to see where that leads. Well, there you go. Um, uh, you got a couple other shows you're doing over there at at ECP. Yeah, um, yeah. We want to. What what do you what do you got coming up? Well, What's on the line? I'm more I'm most excited about the new show that we're going to be releasing called Quarantine Living with uh, me and my girlfriend Elizabeth. Also goes by L. Uh, I don't know why she really wanted to do a podcast with me, so <laughs> we're going to see how it goes. I think she's just going to like get all of her griefs out to the world, and oh, she's <laughs> it's going to be an hour of her just completely yelling at me, saying that a podcast is taking up way too much of my time. <laughs> It's a very meta show. It's going to be very, very meta. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, man! I can't wait to hear it. Um, so tonight we kind of we got a we have a guest on. You know, it's not just going to be me talking or me talking <laughs> to you. Um, so joining us tonight is Mitchell Walker, a record producer, director, and all around jovial human being. Mitchell, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're we're trying. We're doing our best. <laughs> Well, good, good. Well, yeah, <laughs> same over here. Same over here. Well, wow, it's so good. To, it's so good to see you. I know it's a funny thing to say on a podcast. Like, no one <laughs> I can see you, but they can't see us. You know, no one else is as lucky as us for getting. <laughs> That's <to see> true. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, I'm super happy to have you on the show. Um, you know, I think I met you. Oh, it's been three years ago at this point. Yeah, about three years ago. all just kind of like mush. Like it's like just mashed potato time. Like I have no idea what anything is. uh, (laughs) No, but, uh, you know, I I met you and uh, I think it was, gosh, would that have been 20? It would have been 2018. Yeah, 2018, I think. The The end of 2018. Yeah, the world was so different. We had like a whole year of 2019. Did we? We I don't did. Remember when any of this started? <laughs> twenty twenty was the one. Is the one that we canceled out. Twenty twenty wow. was canceled. Twenty twenty was canceled. Yeah, yes. that was the let's, one. Let's, match twenty twenty was the Match dot com commercial where she was twenty twenty and like Satan like matched. Up. <laughs> <laughs> that is that sounds that sounds right. Yes, 
Uh, well, Mitchell, um, so just so our audience can kind of get to know you a little bit better, we, uh, we do this kind of just general question thing, um, using this, uh, using this company called Poddex. Now, Poddex are the hottest new tool for product, uh, podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcast. All you got to do is shuffle cool. up, ask a question and let your content roll. They're also great just for icebreakers. So, um, if you're looking to like get to know people kind of quicker, you can just, you know, get a thing of those. They're just general questions. Um, but you can get them at poddex.com. Use the code stories in ink, all one word for 10% off your order. Again, that's poddex.com promo code stories in ink. So with that being said, we have this very, very hard, hard hitting question for you. Are you ready uh, for this? I am ready. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> That's Jesse, not copyrighted. It's not because uh, I was very out of key. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> it was parody. It was parody. I promise. <laughs> Jesse, what is our question tonight? So, what are you most excited about right now? Right now. <sighs> right now? Um, I'm most excited that I just got recently engaged. Oh, what? Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Surprise and exclusive. Ooh. Um, no, no. <laughs> we got the scoop. We got the scoop. You got the That's full awesome. scoop. Yeah. Uh, to Kevin, who's also been a client of Spencer's and Reading. And, uh, yeah, it was about three weeks ago, I think three weeks ago, <laughs> May 7th, May 18th. I think I asked. I don't know. Yeah. It happened up in the Bronx. We did. I did it at Wave Hill, a private garden up in the Bronx. Oh, that's awesome. It's a very picturesque moment. It, it feels like you're not in New York City at all. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it turned into then a, like an engagement photo shoot right afterwards because I was like, well, we have a photographer and we have the scene. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's take yeah. some shots. So there's a whole there's a whole Dropbox. I'll share it to you. Oh, that's awesome, man. Congratulations, <laughs> dude. Like, Thank you. Thank that's you. Awesome. I know that. Uh, you know, I know that he's been a big part of your life for a minute and like just to see that you guys just really make each other happy is awesome. Yeah. Kevin and I are a, are a, a fun little, a little couple. I think, I think we're funny. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I, uh, you know, I've enjoyed both your guys' companies like separately and together. Mm-hmm. And, like I just, you know, it's one of those things that I really, um, no, I'm just happy for you, man. Thank you. You know, it's, it's just, exciting. It's, it is. Um, it's a, it's a whole thing. I'm, I'm planning one myself. So <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just a big question and then a lot of decisions afterwards. Yeah. It's, it's we're definitely just... looking at 2023 as a, a starting off point um, <laughs> because there's a lot of, there's a lot of weddings on the, on the lineup that I'm like, and the amount of people that they want to bring, <laughs> oh, yeah. we need That's... some money. Yeah. So the go- look out for the GoFundMe. Um, oh man, I uh, again, like I'm super happy for you. It seems like it's another kind of thing that's fallen into place for you. Um, not, not like just fallen into place, but like you've like kind of made happen. You know. Yeah. Um, well, like in this, this past this past year, or even this, I guess last year, um, that's when you were starting your record your uh, record company. Yes, I. Um, so we launched. Uh, my business partner, and I, Ashley Kate Adams, and I launched uh, January one of twenty twenty one. Uh, no reverse records, um, and you can follow us. <laughs> follow us on, on Instagram <laughs> at No Reverse Records. Get into it. Um, 
I love it. No, uh, so we started that, and because both of us had these, we we released an album at the very beginning of the quarantine last year on Broadway Records, and it was Frankie the Musical. It's available on iTunes and Spotify, and uh, it it charted on the Billboard chart on the top ten uh, soundtrack, like like musical soundtracks, and uh, it was a, a top top five on the iTunes chart for for the weekend, and uh, so it did it did pretty well. So then I released another album, Lauren Turner's album, on Play On, on Broadway Records as well last summer. And that went into the top five on iTunes singer-songwriter charts. And so then I kind of gained speed, and the composer of Frankie wanted me to record her um, debut singer-songwriter EP. And Ashley Kate's little sister, Audrey Bell Adams, and her uh, best friend, Casey Schuler. Uh, created a band called Jame and Ray, and they were recording during the same time. And then Blake Allen, who is a composer, approached both Ashley Kate and I, wanting to do the shards of an honor code junkie, uh, full cast recording, um, full world premiere recording, really, of a new work. And uh, I was like, Ashley Kate, we have these three projects all like right next to each other. Why don't we just bundle them together and really, and do the extra, the, the one last step and become a label. And, uh, that's what we did. <laughs> and we, mm-hmm. got, you know, we got our LLC and we made it happen. And, uh, those first two albums are out and shards is coming out later this, uh, this summer. And, uh, I have, you know, it's all just been a snowball since then. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a pride, a pride song coming out June 18th. And then, you know, we have a band coming out at the end of July. Then I'm going and recording in, in, in Jackson for another Hush Hush project that's coming out hopefully in <laughs> super, the in the holidays, the holiday slots. Um, you know, I don't want to give away all my thanks, secrets. You, you're dropping a Thanksgiving album? A Thanksgiving album, I think. I feel like it's going to be, it will be a crossover moment. Um, you know, that holiday is completely undertapped. Like, that's a whole market. Yeah. it's a market like yeah like what are you listening to when you stuff the bird this album that's coming up um (laughs) uh, so yeah it's kind of it's turned into a thing where you know we're basically booked through april of next year with projects and uh it's really very exciting it's you know it's i'm yeah working with some really cool people some new new amazing producers and you know, just working on the whole branding and the packaging and how to really launch artists into this music industry. Oh, yeah. And just, distri- yeah. Distribution Be- model and how you want to go about navigating that. Exactly. Make sure that, um, you know, you you know, how you're best representing each one of your individual artists because each one of those projects has its own kind of identity and things like that. And, Yes, because oh, yeah. that is a big that is a big uh, goal of No Reverse Records is to be very multi genre. Um, so we're not we're not limiting ourselves to any which thing. Uh, obviously, since both of us, both Ashley Kay and I, come from the theater world, um, a lot of the acts and people that we're working with are from from Broadway, um, <clears throat> and so they are then exploring different sounds than a Broadway sound with the music that we're releasing on No Reverse. So it's kind of, it's, it's really fun and exciting to hear, you know, people that I've been fans of on stage, bringing their original music to us to release and, you know, package and help make it a reality. It's really exciting. I mean, that's awesome. I think that 
you know, in a way, uh, you're, you're helping, you know, in that role, you're also, again, trying to help tell them, help them tell their story. Of right? course. And, and I think that like that kind of, um, you know, that's again, what I feel like my role is for like you, right? Like in our, oh, completely. Connection, um, you know, with tattoos, I mean, I, the first tattoo I did I, on you, I believe was a handwriting tattoo. It was my mom's handwriting. Yeah. It's yeah. With the, the little butterflies. Mm-hmm, the, the little side. doodles. They're my the mom's doodles, doodles all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah, the, the, the lyrics to nature boy, the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. Yes. Um, yes, there it is. There just so you know, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still not copywritten. <laughs> no, nope, nope. I gotta be not, not with that vocal. Not with that vocal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ooh. tell me how. Burn. Sorry. Uh, well, but no, it's that's cool. Um, no, but I think that like that is a really awesome way because like all of your tattoos, you know, they do. I mean, they have a lot of them are really musical based. Um, you know, is there, yes. is there any, uh, you know, I've tattooed you, I think five or six times. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've done yeah. multiple, multiple pieces yeah, during, during multiple certain, certain sessions. Yeah. Certain sessions. But, uh, yeah, like, I mean, like you have one where it's like a, a band of like notes from uh gypsy, right? Yeah. I have the first, the first, uh, staff and page basically the top of the page of the gypsy overture. Everything included, you know, like lyrics by Stephen Sondheim, music by Jules Stein, you know, the whole thing. And, oh, and it's the, <laughs> it is the, it, it, it is the one that I get stopped the most. Um, I get people acknowledge that one on the train, on the streets. They go, oh my God, that gypsy overture looks like it was printed on you. Uh-huh. Um, it's it, like, people really are like, it's, it's the, the standout of the arm so far. Um, everyone's people are very drawn to that one. What's up? Well, do you, I was going to say, um, what, what was it with, uh, what was your connection with gypsy? Or was it just, um, <sighs> gypsy is just a perfect musical. <laughs> um, it, I mean, it, it like period, that's it. That's the only reason it's perfect. No, it really, it's regarded. I mean, it's regarded. It's it, people. It's not just me saying this. It, a lot of mm-hmm. people think that it is a perfect musical. Um, the marriage of the book and the, and the words and the music it all. And the story is so American. And so, um, uh, it captures the drive of, of the nation during vaudeville into burlesque and, uh, the, what you would do for your own child and what you do for yourself through your child. Um, I don't know. Gypsy always just resonated with me. Yeah. It was definitely, it's just, it's absolutely fantastic. And the notes that I have on me are, uh, the, I have a dream. Bum, 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 bum. Um, and so it's, it's, it, I mean, that's really what it's all about. That is that opening, that opening of the overture, you, you get the, you get the, the full, I want moment of the show right off the very bat. So yeah. it's kind of cool that that's something that I live with every day. Well, I- yeah, and I think that that's a way to like, um, almost like it is interesting how it is almost like a I want song right at the start because it's like mm-hmm. it's uh, you know it's that whole idea of like 
that is the character development, right? You're you're immediately starting within character development as opposed to like yeah. introducing a character and then going through what you know who they are and then getting into it. It's you know it's intrinsic to the to that whole kind of story just for wanting you know just wanting things to be better. Yeah, it's introdu- it's introducing the the I want song that we don't hear until. <clears throat> you know, at least 10 minutes into the show oh, yeah, when it, there's a segment of it. Yeah. <clears throat> there's a segment of it in some, in, in some people where she does the, I like, the, I have a dream and she's telling her dad all about the dream about how her baby is going to be on uh, a starring on the Orpheum circuit. <clears throat> and it, that, that musical theme lives with the character Rose, um, throughout the entire show. Yeah. And it actually becomes her downfall at the very end. Uh, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> spoiler during for, during, for during Rose's turn, it comes back, but it's not as hopeful as it was. It's now, what did I, what did I, why did I do it? What did it get me? Are the questions she's asking when she says I had a dream or I have a dream. Um, I, so I, it's I a cool, I think that's an interesting question to pose in general, just like whenever you, cause we, we do, we start with these projects, we, you know, we start with whatever it is at this moment and we do, we have these big goals, big ambitions, and it's that constant reevaluating <clears> of them, you know, is this still, you know, is this project that I started, is this, you know, not even project, you can go further, is this relationship I started, is this, is where I'm at and what I thought I wanted, where really what I want still. Um, you know, you talk about it being perfect musical. Well, it's perfectly relatable. You know, oh, yeah. that's it's that whole thing of like, you know, you, you're taking you, you take that moment and just is am I? You know, it's those big questions. Who am I? Where am I going? Where am I at? You know, it's what we all have to ask ourselves, and I think it's musicalized so perfectly. Again, to use that word, overuse. Um, but well, it it's is also, it, it's, it's used very well. It's also interesting that it's like you chose to make that a permanent thing, right? Because it's a very fluid idea, right? But it's a permanent. Oh, yeah. The permanence of the questions, the permanence of the I want is, I don't know, that's a very cool, like, um, kind of duality of that that tattoo. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything, like, all the different (laughs) tattoos that I've, that you've done on me are, meaningful and purposeful and they all represent a different part of my aesthetic and the part of my inspiration and part of my, you know, it's kind of like my Pinterest arm. If you, if, if you want to like make it millennial, your collage board. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's definitely like, yeah, it's, it's definitely, I look at my arm and I'm reminded of the, of the influences that are why they're there. Um, and that's why I kind of, I've, Sorry. I've committed to do, no. I've committed to doing it all in one arm because they really all then go with each other. Mm-hmm. It's not like one thing is greater than the other. It's all just part of who I am and what I and what I look for. Well, do you think that um, you know being being in like I guess the the theater world? Um, I've always found it a little interesting, right? Because like you know, I have I've tattooed you know actors and actresses on broadway and mm-hmm. it's always not like a like a hush hush kind of thing but like a ooh, this is like a well know, it was so taboo for so yeah. many years and like every you know all the training programs were like don't have any visible tattoos you'll never get any work you'll never you'll never book anything 
like it's it, it, it instantly brands you as something other than the character that you are. And you know, there's a little thing called makeup. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it maybe I, I, back I in know. the nineties when those rules were a thing, like when people really couldn't do it and like, you know, I'm dating myself, but when I was in school in college in 2003, visible tattoos was a very big taboo. Well, it's still, but I think a little bit of a taboo because I have it, now it is more acceptable definitely now, but yeah. still like people kind of come in with a little bit of trepidation if that's their career choice. It yeah. becomes a thing because you don't want, it becomes something that you have to worry about then. If like, you know, so for instance, when I was going in for book of Mormon, I was covering my tattoo because a Mormon shouldn't have a tattoo, but that would have been something I would have had to do. If I had booked that show, that would have been something I would have had to do every eight shows a week. So it's a lot of maintenance of hiding that thing. And you can get in a lot of trouble if you have a visible tattoo on a character that you're not supposed to. So it's, there is still some, like you still have to be the character that you are. And if like you ever had to do a nude scene or a scene in, in water, you have to then seal that makeup covering that tattoo. They can't, they can't always CGI it out of there. Yeah. Well, I think that's all also interesting too, because like you do have, um, I don't know. Like I've always felt that like a lot of shows are about like acceptance and like figuring out who you are and to then require the people that are portraying those general themes to not, I don't know. It's just always kind of seemed a little ironic. Well, it would be like, I understand, I understand, but like, I don't know. It would be like if I got cast as in, in hairspray as, you know, now looking at towards like, you know, being the father, or the mother, even as that being Edna Turnblad would be a part I would play in the future. I mean, I mean sure, fun, why not? That would be a fun role. <laughs> I would have to cut. I mean, Edna Turnblad does not have a full arm of tattoos with the gypsy overture on it. Yeah. It doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, I, it's I, all about self expression. Yeah. I understand, like, that point of it. But the, I guess, like, with like makeups and the way that they've advanced and things like that. To, to then kind of still have, I don't want to say still have people worry about it, but just be like, no, you know, this is what you're going to have to do as opposed to like, you will never get cast. Like, I, I don't know. I just, it, it's, I, it's, you know, this is also when we had black and white headshots, when I was being told visible tattoos and piercings are a big no, no. And so but a lot of things have changed over the last 15 years to where, you know, Every everyone on Broadway has a tattoo, and you just don't know it because they cover it up. It's part of their budget. It's part of their 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 prep for the show. Um, I mean, but it, you are right. It is a thing when, especially when it's a, an artist or a, an actor's first tattoo, it becomes yeah. a very like, okay, I've done the thing I'm not supposed to do. Bit, it yeah, feels very- still re- it feels rebellious. Which is also played up when people are going to get tattoos, I feel, because it makes it more exciting. Oh, it's yeah. like going I mean, on a roller coaster. You're like, ooh, I don't know. And no, you're like, I, you're no, going to be no, fine. I'm not going on a roller No. No. No, you're not a roller coaster no, person? Not at all. You're, you like tattoos, but you don't like roller coasters? That doesn't, the, that doesn't line up to me. The, he, I can tell you a story about why I don't, but. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, I, no. It, you know how, like, when you're truly scared of something, you just get quiet? Yeah. Okay. That's like, I, I, <laughs> so we're not, so we're not going to six flags. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing I will go and I will do it. 
If if I would do it, I would just not be happy about it. No. Well, then we're not doing that. <laughs> no, it's uh. So uh, I'll just tell this story real quick. Uh, when I was like, <laughs> yeah, I mean now you're leaving us now. I, yeah, now I set it up. I got to right. So when I was uh, so I'm from West Virginia, um, and there's no real amusement parks in West Virginia, but the next closest one is up in Pittsburgh called Kennywood. Oh, okay. Um, Kennywood is a place um, that has when it was all wooden roller coasters except for one. Um, and I had never ridden roller coasters growing up, anything like that. So I remember being 12. I remember I was like the, you know, the young, like the young punk rock kid that was trying to hang out with all the older kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we went, it was like a church trip, you know, cause again, this ha- trying to hang out with all the older guys. Cause like, that's, you know, what you do as a, as a youngin. Um, yeah. and we, we, um, <laughs> I started out, I started out going on the wooden roller coasters. Now wooden ones, you know, they're, they're not bad, right? Like you can, they're small, right? You can build yeah. up. And so I'm building up. I'm like, okay, this isn't bad. This isn't bad. This isn't bad. Well, the one, the one steel roller coaster there is called the, the Phantom's Revenge. And all it is, 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 is a super high climb, right? So you just, and I'm talking, it's like a minute and a half climb. Like it's like, it feels like that. Yeah. No, it's like, it definitely, it actually is. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) like, that's the whole thing. Like you're just literally going up, 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 you know, you're looking over and you're seeing like, Oh, if this thing stops, I then have to go down all of these steps that are beside me. Um, you know, so, um, my friend Alex was in the car next to me and then the, uh, the band I was playing in, cause I was playing in a, in a band with like, again, some older guys, um, but my friend John, who uh, you know was a joke, was a, is a joker. You know, he's a, thinks he's a funny dude. So we get up to the very top, right? Getting ready to go down the front. He goes, "Hey Spencer," and this roller coaster, right? All it has, it has a lap bar and it has a seatbelt. That's it. Right. Okay. Oh wow. He, and you're he, still gonna go upside down though. N- no, it doesn't go upside down. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's but it's still, very t- still scary. Very tame coaster. So we get up to the top and he goes, Hey Spencer, I look back and he is like reaching over. Cause it's one of those like four car things. Right. Yeah. So he's in the, he's in the, the seat behind us. He reaches over and undoes the seatbelt. And from there, Sorry. I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, Nope, I'm done. I am done. I, uh, <laughs> we yeah, that's a Univ- scary moment. Yeah. We were at universal studios. Like, Oh, probably six or seven years ago. And, uh, they had the incredible Hulk roller coaster. Oh yeah. And Tennille and I were there and she loves roller coasters. And again, mm-hmm. I do not. Um, but, uh, <laughs> we get, we get it online where the incredible Hulk coaster, you like, it doesn't stop. Like it keeps going. Yeah. And you, you go right from the very beginning. You shoot out of a, out of a tunnel into yeah. a, into a dip. Well, I'm just, I'm not even talking about that part. I'm just talking about the, like you get out of line and the thing is going continuing to move like it doesn't stop oh right right. we haven't even made it out of the 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 hall yet (laughs) Um, (laughs) but so we get there we pull the arm bar thing down hers goes click 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 and mine goes click click and it didn't get the third one because it's just where my hips hit Uh uh-huh i i i freaked out 
Because like you're yeah. clicked three times, mine didn't click three times. I'm gonna fall out of this thing. I'm gonna die. This is not how I want to go. Like it is terrible. <laughs> you're triggered. All of that. Yes. All of that to be said, I do not like roller coasters. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no. mean that's a traumatic. That would be traumatic to be on your first steel roller coaster and have someone undo your seatbelt. Yeah, I mean that it, would it, not feel. That would not <laughs> bode bode confidence on your next few rides. At no. least it didn't matter. That it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but it just no, doesn't matter. after that, you know, I get it. Like it's, it is exhilarating getting your first tattoo, right? It's a, right. It, 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 I mean, you know, I, we, we have a tendency to build up our first, right? Like, you know, oh yeah. It, it, it's that the cliche is you always remember your first, you always remember. And you know, maybe we do, maybe we don't remember our first as well as we'd like to think that we remember our first, but you know, it's, there's something significant about that, like breaking that moment, bringing like, you know, I think it's almost uh, autonomous in a way, like you're taking back control of your body in a way that someone is telling you, Hey, you can't do this because you might risk your future. And you're like, you know yeah. what? No, I'm, I'm not. I think that's a really powerful kind of message in its own way. I mean, I didn't care back then when I, I the day I came to New York for my 18th birthday and so on my 18th birthday, we went, my best friend and I went to the village and I got a little star tattoo, which you haven't seen because it was in a place where you, you're not supposed to, you're, that's not seen. <laughs> Private eyes only. <laughs> yes. I mean, well, until, until cut to three years later, I'm at school and I'm doing a show called the full Monty where we basically, you do the full, I get completely naked on stage. Yeah. And we're rehearsing this scene and the director comes up and goes after the third time we're rehearsing, you know, a scene, he goes, I didn't know you had tattoos. <laughs> and I'm like, well, they're right next to my dick. So you're welcome. <laughs> oh, you're like, that's, that's the note. That was the note. <laughs> that's the note. I was, I was hitting my mark. It's just, you just now <laughs> noticed that I have, great. I have you were absolutely three little great. tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing you're focusing on my performance. Yes. <laughs> well, no, I think that that is an interesting, it's an interesting thing, right? Like, you know, how do, cause obviously you, I feel like you have to, well, you talk about character work and you have to know the characters, but you also have to, I think for, a lot of shows you're kind of trying to navigate what I don't want to say what won't offend the audience, but I think that also might be a little part of it too, right? Like you don't want to, I mean, unless the audience is coming to a show, <clears throat> but like, that's a different thing entirely. I think like, do you think like there's more of a, like, I don't want to say like a PG version of like things that like that also kind of play into it. Like you can go I think, this far, but you can't go far enough. Uh, especially I think like the main thing like with appeal. Yeah. I think the main thing with tattoos on actors is you're you as the actor. Great. Express yourself as best as you want, as whatever you want when you are a human being, but your job is to become someone else. And would that someone else have your personalized tattoos? If they would, then show them live, live your truth, mm-hmm. but you covering something that is your personal, you know, expression, you know, when I'm naked, I still have the, these tattoos on. Yeah. And so they're permanently on me. They're permanent markings on me. 
And that is my character as a person, a human being walking through life, you know, whatever. <laughs> but as an actor, you're getting paid to be, become someone else. And if that someone else doesn't have tattoos, then you need to cover up your cover up who you are. Yeah. Like we play as actors, you play a lot of different people that you would never ever want to actually be in real life. I mean, if you're getting good roles, that's what you, those are the parts that you want to have mm-hmm. are like the villain or the, or the, the person who, you know, messes up, like does something terrible. Those are a lot of fun to play, but whether or not they have tattoos or not is not up to you as the actor expressing yourself. It's up to the director and the production, not to say that you can't have a bunch of tattoos and be curly in, in Oklahoma, but it wouldn't be a very period Oklahoma anymore. Yeah. Not to say that that's not great. They just did a revival of it where it wasn't during that time period. And it was absolutely fantastic Mm -hmm. and they could have had visible tattoos and I'm sure it would have been fine. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I, I do think that that whole kind of conversation is very interesting because it is like, you know, thinking about how you are, you are eliminating part of yourself when you become someone else. Right. Um, that's, the, that, that's, that's part that's, of it. That's, that yeah, is, that's like the, a deeper part to it. Um, it now I'm almost curious because it feels like, and this is just like as an outside observer, right? Like I'm not in, I, and I think like the theater world is obviously, obviously the theater world is different from the film world, but mm-hmm. like, um, you know, whenever we were starting to blur those lines between like actors that are acting as versions of themselves, like it, I don't, it's a weird thing because I feel like that's exclusive in like the film industry. So it would be like these people might have these markings and get away with them a little bit more than in, than in like theater or Broadway. I don't know. Well, it's yeah, good. I mean, there's, there's, yeah, for film, uh, tattoos can be removed in post. On stage, you're live and in person. Yeah. So, and some things might not go correctly. Um, well, I mean, but that's the appeal of live theater. <laughs> that is, that is the whole fun of it. But then that is something that you need to be wary of. Yeah, you know, like, paid it you, more. Yes. Yeah. You need to be in, you need to like, especially if, I mean, it would be, if I was cast in Les Mis, I would, you would never see my tattoos because I'd have a long sleeve shirt on the entire time. When mm-hmm. I, the last show that I did um, was 1776 and I played a reverend and you didn't see my tattoos at all. And I didn't have to worry about covering them up because there was no circumstances where my jacket was going to fly off of me for some reason. Like there, it, there's no way that it would have happened. So I was protected and the character was protected. Um, But you have to think about it. If like, you know, your, your Jean Valjean, he has, I mean, your shirt gets gets ripped open to reveal a tattoo that they put on you. But if you have a bunch of tattoos yourself, I mean, it could go, it could go, but it also is like, "Hmm, well, I don't know if that like, Ren and Stimpy tattoo you have on your chest is going to be appropriate <laughs> when you're playing a character from the French Revolution. I, I I do not understand why it would not be appropriate. I don't know why not, and I don't know why Ren and Stimpy was what I thought of, but I, I thought like of something that would be direct. obscure. It, I, I don't know anyone with a Ren and Stimpy tattoo. That one but person that's going to listen to this. It's very specific, specific that, and they're going to come. They're going to come out, and I say, "What? You're, you're come at me, come at me. Let's talk about it." <laughs> that one person. Uh, I can't wait to hear you sing "Bring Him Home." Audition. Let's hear you sing "Bring Him Home." 
Oh, man. well, that could be the other argument too, right? Is if you're good, like, and that's the argument in whatever in life. If you're good enough, it won't matter, right? True, and that yeah. that has happened. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, and I don't know if that's just, I mean, that's just reality, right? Like, it, it's if people, if someone wants you, they're they're going to want you to be in that role, and you know. But I think that yeah. I think that kind of like again that it goes back to that like self-examination every time. Like, you know, I think that if you're, if you're doing character work, then yeah, you really to navigate that space. Um, I don't know. It's, it's important. I mean, I could almost see where it would be like a way for you to like, even if you just have like one or two tattoos, it's a way for you to like separate yourself from the character, right? Like you're saying like, this is me, this is who I regularly am. But because I'm covering myself and covering who I regularly am, this is a way, I mean, it's just another way to kind of explore. Like that's kind of an interesting kind of route to go as well. Like just like a, like a physical separation between the two. Yeah. I mean, it's a marking that marks you as, and as you as an individual, not you as the actor cast as this character. Yeah. Well, and I think like, um, you know, (laughs) you joked about being like a Pinterest board, but like, most yeah. of your tat, most of your tattoos, um, you know, I don't, none of them really feel like that. Like, uh, they don't feel like someone else's idea, right? They all, no, I mean that, yeah, they're very specific to me and the way that, um, so the way that I've, 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 I've been putting together this arm is I take photos of, of my, like the spots that are like the vacancies on my arm mm-hmm. and I will then find um, artwork or pieces that I, that I am drawn to and Photoshop them into that spot. And well, then I live with, with, that's what I've done with all of them. I yeah. have like a Photoshop version of every tattoo that I have on my body in, in the, the, basically the same spot that it is actually now forever. And that for me helps me, um, grow accustomed to it because I can look at the photo and then I start visualizing it on my actual skin. And, uh, that's how I was able to make big commitments pretty quickly. I was like, yeah. I got a lot of tattoos done at the beginning of the quarantine, pretty <laughs> like regularly. Yeah. I did like three weeks in a row and I got five pretty large tattoos. Oh yeah. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. It was like, I was, boom, I boom, was there. Boom. I was there for him. You were there. You were there. You you were there, Spencer. I don't know. At least physically you were there. Oh, I was, I, I always, you know, again, like, uh, I've really taught, uh, you know, I really try and make sure that whenever you come in, that I'm not making your experience about me. Right. Like I want it to feel like this is your moment because it is right. Like again, you're, you're talking about committing to tattoos and you know, the thing is right like if i were there to make your moment about me that's just messed up right well like, and there it's that's why that's why i keep coming back <laughs> oh. oh thanks it's a no you're the work is the work is amazing and it is it's not about you and i feel it's like not, a lot man. of people get swindled in new york by artists that are I, well, the fact that you're even sitting with me costs this much money. And I'm like, you're okay. Yeah. Well, great. I think that, I think though, that's an interesting idea because like, that's a very universal idea, right? Like you're talking about acting, right? And in, when yeah. you're acting in a moment, it, it may not be about you. Like, yeah, you're portraying a character, but you're, you're 
It's not. It's about the production. It's about how what someone else can take away from that production. Like yeah, so- you definitely when you're playing an ensemble character, which basically everyone in the world is playing an ensemble character, um, <laughs> because no one's really the lead. No one's a lead. You can be the lead of your own story, but you're not the lead of the world. And uh, so everyone knows when to stand back and then to come forward. You can't, not everyone can take a step forward or else everyone would fall off the stage. If someone has to take the lines, you know what I mean? Like you have to get the next line you have to get, and you have to know when it's not your turn. And I do feel like when there is a, you know, I'm getting this permanent thing. You're right. It's not really about you, but I am coming to you because your skill is so amazing. So it's a trust thing. I'm trusting that you're, you're, you're going to execute what I've envisioned. Well, it's, it's a similar thing to how you're going to trust the next actor to step up and you're going to be able to exactly. play with each other, you know? And I think that that's right. a really cool, it's a really cool, it's like, a approach. scene. Yeah. And, and well, it, you know, it's that whole thing where it's like, you do, you get to, you know, not for nothing, man, you've let me into your story for a little bit, but like, I don't want to make your arm about my, <laughs> my story, you know, it's right. A, right. It's such a cool, like it's an exchange. And it's, uh, you know, I think it's just a, it's just a really cool thing, you know, that to be able to, um, you know, help you navigate your own kind of have your own space, you know, like that's, I I liken it to like sports. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to facilitate for you to score, you know, like I'm going to give, I'm going to be the assist. Like, yeah, you're the, you're the, 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 the mid line or whatever, the setup, dude, mid <laughs> midfield defender or whatever. <laughs> I'm thinking mid. soccer center, yeah. mid. center, mid, <laughs> center, mid. That's what it was. Something like that. Sports. You know, I, I, I love sports. I played it for, I played them for a while, but that was 25 years ago. The last time I was on the team, the last time I was on a team sport was 25 years ago. That's wow. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. I mean, uh, except, except for like last week in fire Island. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's a lie. That's just a joke. That's a joke. I'm going to fire. Island I was going to say, week, what, so what kind of, I was going to say, what kind of team sport were you doing in fire? Island? Well, I, you know, that's a story for another time. <laughs> that's a, that's, I don't know if that's, that's for your listeners. Hey, if it, hey. <laughs> all kinds welcome. <laughs> you know, there's pitchers and catchers, and there's balls and bats, and you figure out who what what you're playing with. Oh, what was the all helmets, no pads, just balls? The old mm-hmm. plan album. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. Well, <laughs> Mitchell, thanks again for coming on the show. Um, you're it's you're awesome. It's been awesome having you, um, you know, thanks for like, just sharing, like, you know, it's kind of, it is like an inside, um, that I don't necessarily think a lot of people, um, a lot of people in general get to kind of hear, right? Like you always like Broadway and that kind of acting thing. It it, it is, there's like a certain, I don't want to say like, uh, again, like there's a, a certain separation. I feel like, like there's this kind of mysticism that kind of goes with it and coming mm-hmm. from a small town, like, you know, even like Midwest, not, not even Midwest, but like that there is like, there's this whole like magic of Broadway that's kind of played up and it's a know. mystique. Yeah. And like for, for you to like come in and just kind of talk about those things. It's just awesome. Like, I mean, again, it's a way for other people to, 
I, I would hope that it's a way for other people to like kind of assess their own life and assess their own story. And, you know, if nothing else, be entertained for a little bit and then <laughs> be present in the moment right. where they want to go. You know, that, that is the miracle of live theater. It's, it's in a direct reflection of life, either comedic or serious. Um, and it, and it's can be used to teach or to just escape and yeah. everything in between those two. Well, Hey, um, again, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Um, yes. Thank you. you this is great. You, this is a blast. Uh, um, no reverse records, right? You can check that yeah. where you, where you, can, you guys are all at. Check out, uh, at, uh, at no reverse records, um, or no reverse records.com. Um, you can also follow me at, uh, Mitchell Joseph Walker. Um, and, uh, get into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, oh. I'll see, I'll see you on the boards. I'll see you. I'll see you on the gram or the, yes, billboard yes. On, the, on the Instagram. We'll, on see the billboards. Listen, we'll see you're listening on the billboards because you're listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> thanks, Mitchell, thanks again. I really appreciate Thank you guys. Going on. Thank you, you again. Have a great rest of your day. Okay. You too. Thank you. <laughs>